0: yeah
1: <laughs> are we are we yes, rolling? Let's can roll. let's you do it are we rolling? can you confirm?
2: <laughs> yeah okay we're rolling uh, hey everyone I think we're rolling yes.
1: guys we're rolling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we totally are rolling here. It's the Paramified podcast. We're here with our homies Tan and Dan from next level AI. Oh
3: yeah
1: We're with our homies
2: too. <laughs> yeah I mean yes. Yes, in so many ways, right? So yeah, we're homies. And today we're talking to Next Level AI, which is an amazing software. So, okay, so first off, uh, Tanner, why don't you tell us a little bit about Next Level AI? And then, you know, we'll just we'll just go from there.
3: All right, absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll just go from there, uh, so Next Little AI is a sales enablement software. And the biggest thing that we like to focus on and kind of our our mantra is we don't want to be a tool that nobody uses. So mm-hmm. we utilize AI to help reps and managers keep their data hygiene really, really clean in the CRM by analyzing their conversations and their sales process and their sales playbooks and then mapping the two together. So, essentially, you're going in a conversation with any client that you want to talk to, and you ask them the typical criteria questions and the discovery questions, and you find their pain points. And we we find all of those using AI, and we put them into your CRM. So you don't have to worry about uploading all the data, making sure everything's clean. It's already there, ready for you. The manager has now has a great insight on every single deal. Nothing gets slipped through the cracks, and everything is is ready to go and the, and the reps can now spend that extra time that they would have put into updating their CRM into closing more deals yeah, man, that is so cool, so basically that's making my
0: job like a million times easier, yeah, yeah. exactly
2: yeah, so like you're tying those things you're looking for frameworks, I assume,
3: like I don't know what's one of them medic? That's the one. Oh, we yeah. Have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One one we like to focus on is Bant, a big Bant. one. Bant is the one we've kind of.
2: That's kind of a cool name. It's Bant? fun.
3: Yeah, we've actually thought about rebranding to the name Bant, and we might still, so mm. yeah. which would be really fun. It'd be cool. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us about
2: Bant. So yeah, like, what so do you mean?
3: Bant means budget, authority, needs, and timeline. Mm. So these are the things that Keaton, for example, in with Pramify... You're you're the main sales guy on the team and you really love to look at those specific criteria to make sure, hey, are we actually talking to the right person? Are we are we on track to finding value for this company that we're talking to? These these people, like what is their budget? What what are they willing to spend? You know, if they're if they're like, ah, we don't actually have a budget for anything right now. We're super tight on money, it's like, well, why would you want us like talk to them again I mean not like you're like oh sucks to suck but you would say you know hey I appreciate you telling me this we'll we'll talk again when you have a budget or if you're not talking to the right person that makes the key decisions then you're never going to get the sale you're never going to get a close and if you don't talk about their needs then how are you going to find out where you can provide value in their company and then obviously a timeline you got to provide urgency and you got to create that sense of hey we got to get this done so you can start saving money and making money. Yeah, man. I'm sold. I
2: can't wait to work with you guys in the future. That sounds amazing. You know, one of the most amazing things about this conversation, I just can't I can't stop I can't stop thinking about it, is how much Tanner looks like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <Right>? so, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking that I want to go to Tashi station to pick up some power converters right
3: now. <laughs> I have the out. force, you know. It's it's with yeah, me right now. Yeah, I it totally is. Plays a part.
2: So so so, Dan, how did you guys uh, become co-founders together for Next Level AI? Yeah, we yeah. met
1: a, about a year ago, I think exactly. Now playing pickleball. Mm, um, naturally. Naturally.
2: naturally, as one does.
3: Yes. As, as, as one, one <laughs> meets one another man at playing pickleball. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so I was working talent. remote
1: at a different startup, um, and Tanner just reached out to me. Um, Tried to convince me to join and eventually did because he's a great salesman himself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, yeah, we've uh, just been chipping away at it since about March. Yeah, Since March. Yeah. That's when I joined. Tanner was doing it before that. Nice. And
2: before that, you were just shredding... Yeah, and, and all day, doing
1: clubs. 24-7. <laughs> just 24-7, <Yeah>. <laughs> just shredding? Yeah, yeah, A
2: little bit of programming, or no? That, you started I, programming. Pro, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I was a software engineer at a couple startups before this, so yeah. Nice. <laughs> this guy's
2: so, a wizard. Dan's a wizard. Yeah. yeah. Programming. Yeah. I mean, well, your background like is also software,
3: right? It is, yeah. It is. My, yeah. my initial background is software. I did some summer sales, door knocking, and okay. that, was, that was pretty fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, not all the time, because you can't always enjoy door knocking. <laughs> No, if anyone <laughs> says I loved it, you're lying yourself. Yeah, um, but you know, it could give me some good experience and some some good things to to learn. And I have a lot of family members that are in sales, and they've taught me a lot, and, and friends and stuff. So now that we've done a sales software, like it, I've taken on the role of learning everything there is to know about sales, and I've just engulfed myself in in the entire ecosystem, and it's been really really cool. Because I think a lot of people get a bad taste in their mouth with salespeople. Mm. But yeah. when you start to mm. really learn about what it actually means to sell people like a product or really anything, right? What does it, it mean to you then? What does it actually mean to the, you? I th- I think the biggest thing is two words. It's providing value. Providing value. Helping people. Yeah. right. Instead of selling, you're helping. Right, exactly. Right. And mm. so... You know, it's kind, of, it's kind of funny because you think, oh, you're pressuring people into buying something that they don't want to use. It's like, well, mm. you could do that. Some people do do that, for sure. Right. And mm. that's where they get the bad taste in their mouth. But right. I think the biggest thing is if you can see where their needs are at, and again, back to band, where you find the needs, right? And you find out, hey, this is, a, this is something that we need to fix in our company. And you have that solution, Mm. And you can say, look, let me show you how we can help your company either save money or make money or both. And who doesn't want to do that for someone else? Like, that's awesome. If you can provide that value for somebody and say, why don't we work together and collaborate rather than me versus you, I think is the way people view sales. It's not a me versus you. It's a me with you. We're on the same side of the table and we're working on something that we can solve together. And if you look at it that way, it's so much more fun and more you know, easy to, to take in and, and understandable. And it's not like this bad. It doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth. Like, hey, we did this together. This is awesome. And then it provides. It's creating relationships, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. you can't provide value unless yeah. you have relationship. That has got to be
2: the number one funnest part about doing a startup and watching it grow and start to get some traction is the relationships that you're building it's just so freaking fun to do that yeah and and in fact I, I love what you're saying because in the past I used to I mean I started I bootstrapped what Paramify is now and in the very beginning I got I used to tell people how cool it was that I was I would say, I spent $0 on sales, and I've spent $0 on marketing. And I used to think that that was really great um, until I found out that that's not so great, that you need to be focusing. (laughs) Before even sales, you need to have a great message, right, so that you can find your ideal customer profile. Before we can even engage with, you know, Bant and everything, we need to say, like, so what is the message? And so we're actually kind of in the middle of this, right, Keaton? We're, yeah. we're, we're just starting to get traction at Paramify, and we're testing what messages work. And one of the most important things for us to do is make sure that we're taking advantage of social media. And so when you think, of, so I want Dan. So Dan, when you think of social, like, let's say like LinkedIn. LinkedIn's really important for us. So what's the first thing you think of? I want Dan first, and then Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Well,
1: I guess thinking about it like more technically, I'm just like, there's so much more posts going on than value being created It's kind of what it seems like. There's just so much fluff, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. what are you actually talking about? Like so many people are just propping themselves up for no reason. It's kind of what it seems. Instead like. of myself, a pat on the yeah, back. Yeah, right.
2: Cringe. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I mean, like, hey, actually, yeah, no. So Adam, our direct uh, senior director of... um marketing ops. He's texting me right now. He's so... <laughs> thanks, Adam. <laughs> um, okay, so we got this one. I'm not going to name this person. Um, Yesterday, my 14-year-old spent an hour researching credit scores, then convinced me to open her a savings account and add her as an authorized user to my credit card so she can start building banking and credit history and good financial habits. She said, Give me an allowance limit so I can get into the habit of using it and making regular payments. Then she coached her best friend on how to convince her parents to do the same. Financial literacy starts young. Okay, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty cool, but like, is that authentic? I just had a kid knock on my door and ask me if I wanted a car wash. I said, no, thanks, and handed him a business card and told him to give me a ring if he was ever open to making cold calls. You can't coach hustle. They either have it or they don't. I hope he calls. Mm.
3: Can't wait to hear what happens. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this
2: is, here we go. The faker you are, the bigger your circle will be. The more real you are, the smaller your circle will be. These are known facts. Actually, yeah, I have. I've reached the connection limit. Feel free to follow me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've reached the connection limit. <laughs> okay. Hey, I've got no more room for friends, but follow me if yeah. you want to.
2: <laughs> I guess... Sorry, follow man. Me. I'm sure you agree. I, I, I have a ton of cringe posts in the very beginning. In fact... You know, when I was like, oh, I have all these people that I want to reach out to, like, here, we have this awesome tool for like automating FedRAMP SSPs. It's like just amazing. Mm -hmm. And so, what's the first thing I do when I like reach out a message? I'm like, hey, we have this awesome tool. Like, and then people are just like, oh my gosh, who is this person? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't get here. Do you want more or should we? Are there more?
0: Sure, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, do, let's do one more. <laughs> let's do one more. If I don't
2: get back to you on LinkedIn over the next few days, it's because I'm offline oh until my. Monday. Oh. Another one <laughs> of those. Oh. This is for prob- telling us we were is, worried. This is probably <laughs> the most excited out of office I'll ever set as I'm actually marrying the love of my life and my best friend on Friday morning. I promised her that for such an occasion, I would take a couple of days off LinkedIn.
3: I would hope so. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? <laughs> See you on the other side. I
3: wonder... on their honeymoon. Sorry, honey. I just got to check this <laughs> really fast. I got to do another post. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: I'm just going to like stop that one right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Here's another. Ordered a pizza from Domino's at 2.30 a.m. Delivery value soon arrived. <laughs> Making you work late during this chilly weather must be frustrating, I asked him. Domino's midnight delivery has enabled me to study for military exams in the day and earn bread for my family in the night, so I am rather very thankful to them, he happily said. My thoughts suddenly changed, and my heart instantly filled up with respect for him. So much to learn about the determination and appreciation from him. Appreciation, one of the most underrated things in today's work culture. All right, I mean... Pretty good message. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> big, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're all just jaded. Yeah, so we yeah. might yeah. just be jaded yeah. Yeah. better than we think.
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 we're like yeah. that's uh, actually. So I was like, actually, LinkedIn is <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I do these out loud. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I'm just. We're just jerk. like in tears. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you know, that's kind rest, of like, touching. Oh my so God, getting married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, the marriage one. Like, come on, bro.
3: The out of office one is a little much. Like, you don't need to know about your personal life on LinkedIn. Yeah, I feel like usually when I see on.
0: LinkedIn is a lot of just humble bragging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like usually that's what you see. It's just Mm -hmm. like you go on there and someone's just like, Yo, I used to really struggle with this, but now I don't. And like, you know <laughs> like now I don't. <laughs> yeah, they're they're
2: templatized, right? Right. So yeah. percent And yeah. it's just
1: the same thing. Rinse. Chat and GPT, but with a different vice or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
2: so let let's let's think about this. Like, okay, like so what we're looking for is cringe. Mm. How could we use AI to identify cringe and like make sure that we're not like just putting out cringe posts. Is there any
3: way we could do that? Or That's a good question. What do you think, Dan?
2: Let's make a chat
1: GPT bot. We feed posts through, and we give it a scale. What is the likelihood this is cringe? And it can tell us this is very cringy. This is an out-of-office post. And,
2: we, and when <laughs> we say cringe, cringe, it's like, cringe is like, you know, maybe six is like not authentic, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. which is like, you know, it would... You're you're, yeah. you're not authentic. But then ten is gonna be like what? What's the ten? What would you want? Maybe the 10? the out of office one, right? And like I think
3: no. I think the pa- like uh, I think the, the number ten for me like His ten heart. level ten is like I just want to pat myself on the back real quick for making this sale. <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh my gosh, dude! Like are you serious? Can you <laughs> right. just not do this right now. Like, I'm really happy for you. Whatever. But come on, you're posting to everyone like, Hey, look at me. I sold some stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. over yourself. Dude. Yeah, come okay. on. Yeah. But in a way it's like, it's working. So we got to
2: find like what's working. Cause I think that that does work for like cuz you know we all have different perspectives right so i probably have offended literally everybody <laughs> going look at this <laughs> you know i have offended a lot of people but that's part of marketing right if you're right. not offending someone you're <laughs> probably not making you probably not making any money right <laughs> you, you need to have you need to have an opinion right yeah. so that people can identify cuz you're not going to build something that is effective for everybody right Right, it's, yeah. it's you don't have a solution that works for everybody. That's not what we claim. Right. right? If you're you know.
3: for everyone, then you're for
2: no one. That's mm-hmm. what I always say. Mm-hmm. Word. Okay, so this this could be interesting. So a cringe a cringe bot. <laughs> cringe bot. <laughs> cringe bot. <laughs> <A> cringe bot. <laughs> Cringe enforcement officer, and then we can then that could eventually, you know, be a title like (laughs) cringe and anti-cringe enforcement officer. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right. Part of the C-suite. Give him a
3: give him a seat on the board. Right. You know. You know what I think would would be funny is like this is um, this is a perfect example of how you could create a model with like a cringe post. Finding out what's cringe. (laughs) Let's do it (laughs) because I think uh, my old software job was actually creating a platform for data scientists. And so I, I learned a lot about modeling and, and how it all works from end to end. And it's really interesting. Like, it's, it's really cool. But one of the things that you get good at is you, you start to know, like, what can we use for a model and what can we use with other AI tactics, right? Because modeling is what everyone thinks about with AI. And really there's hundreds, if not thousands of other techniques that you can use in AI, machine learning in general, just these types of things, but figuring out like, I think you could do a really cool, a really cool option where people would insert these posts for for LinkedIn, and then you would you would vote you would vote, and so pe- the people would pick, and then after a while you would start to create enough, a big enough data set to to determine you know what actually is cringy. <laughs> And then
2: I, just, I want to do this it's like a joint <laughs> venture. <laughs> this is be our thing. Or like. you just submit it? You like you post? <laughs>
3: you post a cringy post on LinkedIn and you have people vote for it. You're like, okay, if you put if you put a love, then you think. Or it's on Instagram, from, or on Instagram, Instagram, whatever. Anything, right? You like, can post it anywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can post anywhere, right? Yeah. And then and then once you have a big enough data set, you can create a model, and then from then on, you can you can figure out any post on LinkedIn immediately. Hey, this is cringy. This is not. You can just go through hundreds of thousands of posts. I think that would be, <laughs> I think that would absolutely be hilarious. Dude,
2: Paramify, Next Level AI, Joint Venture, how do we make the world a better place? I think, I think this could make it. The anti-cringe bot. Yeah. The anti-cringe bot. Yeah. This is the future. Oh my gosh, dude. Well, we're absolutely going to do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like the most important thing. I mean, dude, you know what? Let, let's just, we have to pivot. Yeah, lots. Yeah. We have to merge the, the two companies and we have to pivot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. Um, can I be assistant to the regional manager? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can do that uh, for yeah, sure. yeah. Okay, that's okay. my, that's my <laughs> position.
1: Okay. I'll be assistant to the assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is so exciting. Okay. All right, man. Well, that's, that's done. Let's wrap it up. And that's good. So, so we've talked about how awesome your, your tech is and that you're building for next-level AI and um, that's great. We talked about how to build an anti-cringe bot, right? <laughs> and so now I think what would be, I'd like to get your insights on uh, Paramify real quick and how do we need to be thinking about AI in the security field. So <clears throat> when you think about risk in general, like a risk is a, a threat plus a vulnerability. And uh, finally, what's the impact that that, that vulnerability is going to have? On you know uh, that vulnerability is going to have if, if it's exploited, right? So that's a risk, threat, vulnerability, impact, and there's any number of risks at, that a company can face, especially in cyber, right? It's always evolving all the time, and um, what people do is they tend to rely on these frameworks, frameworks like FedRAMP or uh, well, that's not even the framework NIST 800-53. And FedRAMP uses that framework for its program. SOC 2, which comes from the AICPA, their trust service criteria. ISO 27001, which is like an international standard for how to implement cyber. right? And it's just, there's kind of general principles. And so they they have these frameworks to start. And a lot of times people aren't really thinking about uh, the purpose. They're just reading like what the requirements are from these frameworks and just executing, and it's really hard to make heads or tails of Just things. taking orders. You're just taking orders, and yeah. you're just kind of going documenting. And so mm-hmm. um, what i found has been I- incredibly successful has been uh, focusing on what is your strategy for addressing risk and not really reinventing the wheel, because there are cookbooks that already exist about how to implement security. Okay, and so for us, we want to make it as easy as possible for our customers, if to just implement the cookbook, right? Something that they understand. Um, so, for example, you're responsible for implementing multi-factor authentication, right? You're responsible for making sure that zero trust is working. You know, have you guys heard of zero trust? before? Have you heard of that? I actually have not. No. no. Okay. So zero trust is like this. So zero trust is you get into like a super awesome romantic relationship, right? And you're in love, you know? I'm familiar with that. But the (laughs) thing is, is that you have to check each other's phones all the time. So Mm -hmm. that's what like zero trust is. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see what you mean. Right? Yeah. You you always have to validate everything. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know? So that's what zero trust is. Anyways, you know, so... We have. I do that with Dan all the time. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always check yeah. his phone.
3: I'm like, dude, what are we doing? I actually just got Dan's number. Yeah. Ooh. Oh wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Maybe, maybe, all all we, maybe we don't talk about that right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell yeah, him it, what I sent is. you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, okay. So we we have these cookbooks at Paramify, and it makes it really easy whether you're a seasoned vet, you know, doing security. And so we can just plug into that cookbook and modify it. Or if you have no freaking clue, right, you can just use that. And it. we use that for connecting the strategy to the actual assessments that you're doing, whether they're automated or you're doing them manually, and then finally to the reporting. So there's kind of those three sections, the planning, actually doing it in assessment, and then finally reporting. I don't know. I know this is off the cuff, but I wanted to just kind of get your your thoughts just off the bat, Tan and Dan, like wh- what do we need to be thinking about at Paramify? How could we be, you know, maybe making improvements? Is that is that good? Is that cool? Or
3: is that like, I don't know. No, I that's more time. totally cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, let's see great. it. It's yeah. spitball. Let's I'm, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Um, the biggest thing that stands out to me is, when people think about security and AI, they get nervous, right? And so yeah. I think inherently that's a difficult thing to to bring up. We're like, well, hey, we're a security company and we use AI. They're like, are you ye- a security company? Like,
2: <laughs> 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 well, what is? What
3: uh, I'm curious. Like, so what are you thinking about there? I have my thoughts too. Well, on there, I think you know, there's been lots of articles about open ai being sued for all these companies with their data breaches and i mean they're using everybody else's data that that alone is you can write books on what's going on you know and that kind of <laughs> stuff and i think the, the adage in the bible is like you can't write one, hun- one hundredth of what's going on i think that's true in open ai you see just the little articles but they're they're handling a lot of stuff right now and i don't blame them like i, I think they i think they'll be fine at the end of the day but i think uh, it's tough
2: so. I think I think uh, one security risk that you know I could think of like right off the bat is like automating security, mm-hmm. and then you have this hyperactive security robot officer that's like basically shutting things down, like and yeah. you just like <laughs> shut off a whole region like automatically right. or shut things, start turning <laughs> things off. So that could be like one area yeah. that could think, or you have a, a security robot that's like freaking out about things that just aren't important. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you're tying that to the actual strategy again. So right. I don't know. Those
3: are some things. You, any <clears> thoughts? <throat> like any other thoughts? Like, I think there's a difference between having AI make decisions for you, okay, and yeah. and and do busy work, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's where we we have really been able to find a spot that works is uh, like we're not for us in our company, we're not having AI make decisions. Like we're not saying, Hey, you should do this or this. We're just having it take what it finds and said, these are the facts. These are the things like, did this happen or not? Right. And, and make sure, Hey, did you talk about the needs of, of this company? Did you find the decision maker and, or did you, or did you not? And so there's there's no blurred lines there. So I think if you can use AI in a way to get rid of the blurred lines and take somewhat fuzzy inputs, not blurred lines, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. there's a difference. But if you can take something that's like, hey, where do we find this information? How do we get to it? Instead of why do we need it? Or instead of should we do this or should we do that? Cause that's when you get into dangerous territory with hallucinations mm. and stuff. When especially with like ChatGPT, yeah. where you—I mean—we've all heard the horror stories where you're sending ChatGPT something, and you're like, "Oh, what? You know, what? What should I do when I'm going on a date or something?" Like you should, <laughs> yeah. I, you should like, oh, you should take her out to the thing and then give her a big sloppy kiss at the end. You're like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. like you got to feel mm. that out first, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And sometimes. But, You're talking
2: about, like, the blurred lines. You could, like, I don't know if it's still the case, but I remember I could press, like, hey... Uh, chat, what's nine plus one? And nine plus one is ten. I'm like, are you sure? I don't think so. I think it's it's actually eleven. And it'd be like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm exactly. Like, and then I'll be like, are you sure? And I'm like, prove it. Like, sure, <laughs> I can prove it. And it'll be like nine plus one equals ten. See, nine plus one equals eleven. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So ultimately,
0: with AI, we really should be looking at it as okay, it's a tool to boost productivity and efficiency, but we should not be using these things as decision makers.
2: Not, yet.
3: It's, not like, yeah, yet. Not yet. Right. I think. Right. I think decision is an interesting is an interesting word because if you have decision as in like should I wear this shirt or should I wear that shirt, it's like an opinion based kind of. Mm-hmm. Is there's really there's lots of variables. There's lots of things that are unknown. You have like you have little context, so it's really tough for an AI to make a decision. Because if you said. let's say it's Sunday, right? I go to church and I'm a, I, you know, I'm a faith, a religious guy. So I go to church and I, Mm -hmm. let's say on Sunday, I say, Hey, should I wear, what shirt should I wear? Right. It's like, well, I'm going to wear a white shirt and a tie. But if I say what shirt I'm going to wear on Wednesday, I'm not going to wear that shirt. Right. But if AI doesn't know whether it's Wednesday or Sunday, how does, how does it know what shirt it's going to recommend for you right so mm-hmm. those decisions are really hard to make with context and so when ai when you're whenever you're creating an ai program to work for you you need to make sure it has the right context before you make any decisions at all and if you can't do that then just have it analyze the facts what like what's going on from a third party perspective and how 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 we use it is up to us, right? And so we can then use the pro our programming skills to say, all right, now here's how we're going to use it. And so uh,
2: Awesome. Yeah.
3: Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, one of the concerns I have, like, is
2: if AI makes all the decisions, then, like, maybe we don't get, like, Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3. Because <laughs> remember how Tony's like, hey, no, s- screw you, Jarvis, right? I know what I'm doing. You know, and he takes yeah. it at the very end. He's like, no, let's keep going. You know, and uh-huh. he takes, you know, if... If AI is making all the decisions maybe Tony's dead like at the very beginning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or or in Star Wars like Rogue One, you know when what's his K2SO? He says no, we can't we we, we haven't finished the calculations. Yeah. But but uh, what what's his name? Cassian? He says no, just punch it and they, they get out. And so mm-hmm. then maybe <laughs> then maybe the Death Star is still around. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: maybe maybe our so, earth doesn't exist anymore. So it's
2: important <laughs> that AI doesn't make all the decisions. Yeah. Right? Right. It's important. Yes. Here we are for people trying to like, you know, help them. And so it's important that we bring you know, science fiction into it as well. I feel <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: Totally. Yeah. Especially with AI. I mean it feels science fiction Anyways, anyway, yeah, right? <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tell so me about
2: that. Then let let I think this is a good place to close. Um, can you do next level AI? Have you I, like ten years ago, if we go five years ago, you can you create this company? No. No. But now you no can and it's gonna be phenomenal. All right. Same thing. I feel the same with us. What, yeah. what's up with you?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I just wanted to ask you guys a quick question. Like how long have you guys been working with AI? Like, has it been, like, something you guys have been working on for years and years, or has it been, like, a recent development with these new changes that have, you know, been coming across the world with,
1: you know, AI, ChatGPT, and all that?
3: Right. Yeah, what about you, Dan?
1: I mean, I've used ChatGPT since it came out Mm -hmm. for just coding, right? Um, But really have taken a deeper dive into it since I joined Tanner with this, you know. But Tanner's been working... The AI space, longer you know, in previous jobs, so yeah,
3: yeah, I've been I've been in the AI, AI space for about three years, and okay, so wow. I had um, the opportunity to do some some AI development in my research at BYU, and so a lot of our a lot of our discovery, you know, because I was in the what they call the magic lab, and so the magic lab is uh, all about UAVs, and so if you have UAV path projections and planning. You use AI. You use you use specific AI tactics and machine learning tactics to figure out you know what are we going to do, how can we predict where this path is going to go, and then how can we, you know, what sort of calculations can we make to make sure they don't these two drones don't hit each other. And um, I took a class at BYU as well, which I think any any computer science programmer will will know the traveling salesman problem. And so it's, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that before. Um, I know, I know what the travel salesman pro-
2: problem is. Uh-huh. Why don't you tell me so I can see? If <laughs> <you're
1: right. laughs> yeah, I, I totally tell. know what it is. Tell me what it is so I can verify. Yeah, I,
3: so, I, tell- I do, I do. So traveling salesman, it, it, the, it's the old adage of, hey, we need to get to every town and, and sell to each of these, you know, companies in the town what is the best path to get to these all of what's the quickest path to get through all of these towns and Mm. so it takes a lot of calculating takes a lot of computing power and back then especially not even three years ago like there wasn't as much computing power and and open access I mean we used to have to submit our stuff to supercomputers at BYU and then are they super they're pretty cool actually. <laughs> they they really do a good job and you can kind of determine how much you need, where you need it. But now everything's adjustable, everything really. And that's where my old job was was figuring out how much space do they actually need? How much computing power is going to work the best for them? Save them the most money because mm. if you're getting a company that's a like Johnson and Johnson, we worked with them at my old job, at Domino Data Lab. Mm. And you know, they're they're trying to solve how to how to solve covid like cure for covid mm. right and so they're using ai to figure out what are the best possible combinations we can do and they have tons of computing power and if they're if they're spending 0.001 cents a minute for all of their processes well if they're doing that 10 million times like that adds up pretty quick mm. so right. you can save them a lot of time i'm digressing here but yeah that's okay the point being <laughs> the point being it- is um the AI familiarity that I have has been able to help me understand where AI is going and mm-hmm. what things actually make sense and what nice. things, what things are feasible and what things are like, okay, people are just being ridiculous. Right
0: now. So question there, where do you see AI going in the future? Like you're actually involved with this stuff you're dealing with it every day. Where do you see this technology going?
3: Yeah, for sure. I think I, I think AI right now, especially after all the breakthroughs we've had this year, is very capable of doing a lot of good things for for making decisions easier for for humans. And because humans are good at two things. One is creation and connection. Mm-hmm. And so if you can create these specific frameworks like you were talking about before, if you can create a framework that actually works, and then implement AI to understand the framework and say, all right, we're good to go. Like I'll make the connections. AI will do the will do the framework for me after I already created it. All I can focus on, all I need to focus on is is nurturing relationships and and taking the output.
0: Going a little bit more into I guess the the uh, theoretical, right? So like say we look at AI, mm-hmm. where do you see it going, say in like 10 years? Right. Because I feel like what we've been touching on, the like, that's relatively like near future stuff. Right. With right. just on on making small tasks, uh, uh, automating the busy work. Yeah. So where do you see it, say, in 10 years, 20 years? Because, you, you, I mean, we hear um, at least if you listen to like Joe Rogan or whatever, <laughs> you, you always hear like people talking about AI potentially becoming sentient, all this, mm-hmm. um, you know, super sci fi selling stuff. But, right. Yeah, I'd just like to hear your opinion on that.
3: I think a lot of that is, is feasible, for sure. in Ten years, maybe not. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if we get to a Star Wars route where, you know, you have these robots that have personalities and stuff like that, I think that's for sure possible. Like, within our lifetimes, definitely. Who's your favorite robot? Like,
2: AI. My favorite i Like, die, die, die again, science fiction. Mm. Mine's, mine's K2SO. K2
3: is pretty cool. K2 is <laughs> I really dope. do like
2: it. Yeah. Mm. The... Yeah, man. Um that won't be necessary. Harrison good...
1: Ford, Blade Runner, final answer.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. That's good. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I I've always I've always really liked C three PO. I think he's hilarious. He's Classic. Total goober, dude. Like I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, yeah. C-3PO. C- 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 P- o-
0: yeah, the classic, really? man. I think he's a nice guy, think He's
3: a nice guy, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I think C-3PO is something that's very feasible in our f- near future. Okay. Somebody like C-3PO who has so much data and so much understanding of... You ever seen Rain What man? the data means? Okay. <laughs> then... And then just give us, you know, instant feedback of because you can ask. It's like a, it's like an Ask Jeeves. You remember Ask Jeeves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like an Ask who Jeeves where who didn't ask Jeeves? on steroids? You know, like times yeah. a million, where you yeah. can ask it anything. It knows every language. It knows all these things. It can translate it perfectly for you. It does anything you need it to do, but it's not gonna do your job for you. C three vi, and then just don't give them a gun. Don't yeah, give them yeah.
2: like a like just keep them in the same exactly you know plastic right yeah, I like you know, with and, and like here's plastic. the thing
3: if if we look back in the future and i know neil schmidt he's a good friend of mine right and he he brought up a really good point where there's all these revolutions from mm. time and this in, yep. you know in the beginning, there's the agricultural revolution. There's the industrial. industrial revolution. There's a digital revolution, and now we're moving into the AI revolution. And all of these spaces are getting smaller and smaller as we mm-hmm. process forward. You guys remember that, right? You were there. Yeah, that's right. 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 Yeah.
2: So agricultural revolution was over, you know, thousands. Of years, right. Right. Industrial, like hundred years, yes. mm-hmm. maybe more. Like you yeah. know, then the 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 information age. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Basically and since the 50s so, until now, and now we're into the
3: AI revolution. Right. And if you think about it, I mean, every single age has also had massive um, resistance at the beginning and, and people who are doing bad things. And, right. yeah. and so when you have somebody doing bad things like this, it's not going to be forever and it's not going to be... It's not going to be world-ending as everyone thought it would, like World War II, where you have these nukes and people are like, oh, my gosh, like this is crazy. This is going to end the world. I'm sure – I mean, I wasn't alive back then. But I've read up on history, and people are – it's a big deal. Like People are like – especially in the Cold War where they're thinking if anything happens, the world is over. Like the world is done. Mm. Yeah. And so I think since both sides had nukes and both sides had opportunity to destroy the world – Neither of them did it. And I think this AI space is going to be similar where you're going to see some bad stuff happen. There's going to be lots of identity theft, um, just financial theft in general, people just doing lots of lots of bad things. Mm -hmm. But there will be ways to combat it. There will be ways people will create good things and things to help. And so you're always going to see this short spike of bad things that are going to happen and then it levels out people start to understand what's actually happening and at the, right now everyone's like this is the end of the world things are going to happen how many times has the world thought this is going to the end of the world
2: elevators and, i'm telling you
3: elevators elevators lots oh. of resistance to elevators it was like
2: religious and everything oh. yeah cuz think about you know you know like how that like just disrupted everything hmm. elevators the stair wow. industry down big stairs yes, like <laughs> it, yeah big stairs was a serious they were mad about it yeah man they were really mad about it well they were kind of dangerous at the beginning yeah <laughs> Their elevators sure. like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like bad things could happen and then did happen and sometimes they still do but you know that kind of goes away and then with ai and driving you know right there's there's gonna be some accidents and everybody's gonna freak out about those, mm-hmm. right? But it's still one of the major killers, right, in the right. US today is like auto accidents. And AI is gonna have fewer of those. Right. We
3: think. Right. I so. mean I think that's definitely possible. I, I definitely agree with that where in the future you'll see you'll see I mean, I did this as my research actually. This is what I was gonna do for my master's. You I didn't
2: mean, hurt anybody. No, I didn't <laughs> no, hurt anyone. No, no, no. But what no, we okay, were doing okay. what we were doing
3: is how do you have a decentralized system where all the UAVs in the sky, like three thousand UAVs, can communicate with each other and not hit each other and make What sure is everyone, a UAV? A UAV. Oh, a UAV. Yeah, oh, so okay, okay, unmanned okay. air vehicle. Okay, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. you
2: said B. I'm like, what?
3: United Arab <laughs> Emirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like how do you get a UAV, how do you get three thousand of them to communicate and connect with each other, but also be decentralized so that they don't run into each other? So I think AI is a great space for that, and it's definitely going to be in the future. You're going to see iRobot stuff where maybe not flying cars, but definitely cars that are driving themselves, and they're all interacting with each other. They know where each other are, and that that's going to prevent a lot of accidents.
2: What's your favorite line from (laughs) iRobot?
3: When he sneezes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can say the line here.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm allergic to bull
1: crap, you know. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> Your logic is undeniable. Yeah, or my logic is undeniable. That's what he says. Yeah. Right? Doesn't he sound like something that? Something like that, yeah. I've only sure seen it does. once. I could see I'd
3: something d- like Sunny coming up, like those robots, mm-hmm. in, a, in the distant future. Not <laughs> the near future, but... Interesting. In the distant future. I could see yeah. stuff like that happening, for sure. I'd like to turn over uh, to you down
0: like mm. where do you think uh, it could go
1: the uh, the sentence. i don't know i just i go back to like there's a lot of freak out because people don't understand how basic and rudimentary it is at the core of it right now you know like there's just speculation because people don't understand it but once we understand it once the population understands it there'll be less fear and more like embrace how can we have everybody using ai drive their cars prevent Auto accidents, you know, make the world a better place.
3: So, I, I want to ask you a question, Dan. From that, from that, so what do you think about all of the the other, you know, really knowledgeable people that have signed petitions of like, let's stop processing AI? How, what do you think about that? That's a good point. I don't know. Um, it is
1: like the the Godfather of AI at yeah. Google <laughs> quitting because he's afraid of what uh-huh. we've created. I don't know. That's like, that probably happened with every revolution, though, right? Industrial revolution. So yeah. Like there are some. We should watch geniuses. Oppenheimer. Maybe we'll have some more. Yeah. Insight. Oh yeah. There are sides of the aisle, Maybe right, they'll sponsor always. the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> they will for sure. Or the bar. Barbie one. Mountain Dew doesn't <laughs> know yet, but <laughs> they definitely have sponsored. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah. And Doctor. Yeah, that's fascinating.
0: Because uh, to that point, like OpenAI came out with an article like a few weeks ago, right? Mm. And hey, yeah. yo, maybe we should pause development so we can beef up uh, mm. security measures right. before, like, what if this thing gets out of control, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I, I no. think I think they have a point. I mean, yeah. I think AI is growing so fast that they can't control how it's going, right? And so, you know, Sam Altman, for example, he knows that open source stuff is going to become almost good if not better than what they're building. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just inevitable. I mean, people do that all the time. That's how that's how technology has progressed so fast is because of open source. And so I think what he's worried about is if these people if my technology gets into the wrong hands. That's going to be a huge problem mm. right now because we don't know how to fight it. We don't know yeah. how to solve that. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's where I think they're at is like let's not build anything that could potentially kill us, because we don't know how to stop it yet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. once they stop, once they figure out a way to stop it, then I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. It's
2: probably a lot of bad stuff ahead <laughs> of us and a, and a ton of good stuff. But I'm I'm an optimist. I think yeah. that this was just an amazing oh, yeah. ride, and so cool. I, I do think just just like you know the Cold War, you know, I think that humanity is going to ultimately figure this out I mean I have to believe okay. that you have to have hope that that's there mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. super exciting. excited what a freaking awesome episode <laughs> this awesome. is gonna be I that think our, I think uh, I think our listeners are gonna love love it um, okay so Tanner Dan tell us where we find out more about next
3: level AI
1: we have a LinkedIn page. Uh, website's going to be up this week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. no,
3: not, if we keep telling people it's not up yet. It's really not up yet. Like, yeah.
2: Really yeah. Same, yeah. Our first site, oh my gosh, is like so embarrassing. And it's still, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not that great yet, honestly. But our first one was like that, you know, yeah. we yeah. we had to put it up because we needed a place to put, you know, the platform agreement on and like <laughs> privacy policy and all that stuff right, for like right. compliance, but. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you got a LinkedIn page. Mm-hmm. Is the cringe... We're, we're going to work on the cringe bot. Right. Talk we about. have lots of cringe on it right now.
1: So we are going to love... We really product. don't have that. We don't have much on it right now. I think yeah. our big... Yeah. We've been working a
3: lot on getting an MVP prototyping. Yeah. and Working Just with the our beta product, customers right, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so. man. I'm so
2: excited for what you're building. Cool. Yeah. So follow you on LinkedIn. And then uh, we'll, get, we'll post... It, we'll post the... When, we'll when you get cringe. the site, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you get the site up, link right? Below, yeah. You yeah, know, we'll, we'll put it in the, the link below. Cool. Hey, yeah, yeah. I, I bet you we'll have the website up by the
3: time this episode gets out. Oh, up for sure. Yeah. Oh, man, we're so <laughs>
2: fast. This will probably get out sometime next quarter, man. <laughs> <laughs> Our <laughs> website's <laughs> next year. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> brothers, I want to give you a hug, but, you know, let's just keep it decent. Yeah. <laughs> <sure>. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks.
0: Thanks so much, guys.